held, very important. And welcome back to the Off the Clock Show. You are joined today with myself, Sean Gervais from Orbis X and Auto World, and also obviously the Off the Clock Show. <laughs> and we've got today with us once again, Mr. Marty Hill from Pints of Polishing Podcast, as well as Hyper Clean Products. And uh, you've got some new packaging. Is that able to be revealed? Or? <laughs> <laughs> you, I thought I'd you got a sneak peek and I said, yes, so you're getting a sneak peek, man. All right. Well, I appreciate the sneak peek and everybody else you're going to see it soon. I guess what you'll have to do is place an order and uh, you will get your uh, sneak peek as well. <laughs> uh, I tried. I tried. Store. Hyperclean <laughs> store. Update on Hyperclean store versus social media. All right. Social media is really, really struggling because fucking Ooh. Facebook will not accept that I'm here. This is the location. This is our phone number. Like I have wow. sent them. I don't know how many different proofs. The last That's one, crazy. I fucking just took a picture of the website <laughs> and that was one of my proofs. I'm like, what else do they want? I've sent my phone yeah. bills. I sent my, my, my crazy. water bill. I've sent them everything. And the worst and thing there's is there's nobody no that to. you can talk to. Yeah. They've removed all chat agents. Oh you can never find anybody. You can send in an email and, you know, it, like, so, yeah, so what do you nobody. think the solution is? What's this? Nobody to talk to. New page, unfortunately. Oh, well, we've done. No, no, that's the thing. Well, no, no, no. We don't need a new page anymore. No, because even on a new page, you would get to the same point where they have to validate your location oh, okay, mixed with it. your okay. website and your phone number. So like, I get it, right? That's they're trying to make crazy. sure business is legit and they're not, I get it. Well, like but how much more like, legit can like, <laughs> but yeah. And then you wow. can't ever talk to anybody. We've been in review now. Fine. Like at first they just kept denying it. Like within like a couple hours to the next day, just to deny, deny, deny. Now we're at least, we're, I think we're at like a four days now that the same one's been in review where I was like, fucking, here's a picture of the website. Like, you know, yeah, they yeah. apparently couldn't go look at the website themselves and see it on there. So that's crazy. Yeah. You know, I had something similar about uh, two years ago, I think. So my other company, my marketing agency, we're working with this uh, cannabis company and we're setting up their social profiles for all their different locations. It was a franchise and um, we set everything up, but there were very, very, very strict rules about certain things that could or could not be said or advertised uh, whenever things started to kind of legalize in different places. Facebook hadn't quite, you know, separated, um, you know, the different territories, like what's legal, what's not legal. And everything was fine on Facebook at first until we connected the Instagram. Once we connected the Instagram, man, accounts were getting blocked and, you know, renew signups. We would go through the verification process, but then after two or three posts, that would get blocked. It was a mess, but uh, we we ended yeah. up just jumping ship on the Instagram one and just uh, sticking yeah. with Facebook. cannabis and Instagram yeah. doesn't work. Yep. Yeah. We no, find they, it here here in the state where it's you know it's completely one hundred percent legal from the medical side, but you've anywhere online. They, yeah. <laughs> so it's like every grower, every dispenser, and everybody that anybody that makes content that everything's not for sale, not for sale, not for sale. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because and they, they they joke about it. Sometimes it's like every couple of weeks you got a new Instagram page. Like that's Jeez. just what they have to do. Like that's now underscore oh, dot score something, you know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. A bunch of numbers thrown in there. <laughs> Four, yeah, five, because eight, they seven. just they always get kicked Jeez. and booted. And that's crazy. once Instagram boots you, 
good luck. Yeah, it's it's. Oh yeah, it never they're tracking everything: device, IP, even like a range, like a uh, your distance, like proximity. So if you even sign up from like an internet cafe down the road, like forget it, man. Like you, it's crazy. Yeah, and the censorship side, you know, it's it's madness. But uh, all right, so I tried this today. today. And right. I've had some random crazy ones. It's that's not good. This actually is very good. So ranch water. Yeah, okay. ranch water. Are I don't seltzer? know what ranch water is. It's some type of seltzer. Okay, yeah. Uh now, what's the flavor on that though? But so yeah, that... this one's this one's called prickly pear. Okay, I had a feeling with the, the purple and everything. Um, I imagine the different flavors are different colors. So but branding. so what's interesting too inside the beer world is they've all you know, as, as truly exploded and then everybody got into seltzers, you know, of course, all the beer, you know, Bud Light has seltzer, Corona has seltzer, like everybody started, yeah. even the microbreweries now are starting to create their own type of seltzer. Okay. I, I don't know what the difference between ranch water and a seltzer is. We, we're going to have to look that up. But Carbra Brewing, I mean, they're a they're a beer company. I mean, they're they brew beer. So this is it's really interesting. That okay, so there's one of their spinoffs. Products. Yeah, so I yeah. uh it's prickly pear, and then I mixed it's... it with some Lunazul tequila. Oh yes. So yeah, that's uh that's gonna be dangerous. That that's a good combination, <laughs> summer combination there, but like that that could yeah yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> that's nice. Yeah, yeah. My, myself I'm doing Appleton Estates and my coffee. I needed uh needed to pick you, me up at the same time. You you do tequila right? Oh yeah, love tequila. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought, yeah, yeah, this has that. I, I, I'm big too on trying like obscure tequilas. Like I'll mm. I'll find like random ones, stuff like that, and I'll I, I like to change things up. With rum, I have like go to. This is the rum I drink. This is the yeah. Brand. Tequila's fun to switch. Yeah, you just try yeah. different stuff. It is. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah. Actually, I know I, a, when I would go down to Mexico Skemper? way a long time ago, uh, yeah. I'd go down, and this is funny. Uh, I would just because why wouldn't you go if there was a medical trip going like you could just <laughs> hop in and be a, right like i yeah. was a mobile detailer and my reason for That's having my business was to travel right and to create yeah. a business so i travel and go one of those was to go down to this place called leon mexico and we would pull teeth we would set up a dental Jeez. clinic and i mean it was it was That's it was wild, some rough man. it was some rough shit. this was the straight <laughs> barrio so it was, the, it was the Mexican barrio. This, I mean, it yeah. was rough. Literally, the town yeah. was built on a on a massive trash pile. That's how it got Holy built. Shit. So it was That's a rough crazy. place. So these people, wow. we really did them a really great service by shooting them full of some deadening. And then the dentist, many times, would have to sit there and fucking like, oh, I mean, man. all the time, just fucking like beat in to, to get their roots Jeez. out, to get all the stuff that's. The fragments and everything. Yeah, yeah. like it was, oh, it was man. rough. Uh, That's crazy. But what a good but, service though. Cause like, yeah, but it was the yeah. best thing for them. Cause they, you could actually, you can die from that. I mean, you, oh, 100%. I, I, yeah. I almost had that problem where if your bacteria Jeez. gets too bad and it gets down into your bloodstream, you're in trouble. Uh, yeah. So, and the pain, the amount of pain they were in. So weeks Jeez. later, you know, they were pain free. They were loving it. Um, yeah. Yeah. No kidding. But, Jeez. but anyway, the fun part about doing that was finding yeah, random was tacos <laughs> and then random tequilas. That's what made me think of it. And, and oh, I brought man. back one year, this one that was in this really cool little house. They had to open up the little. You know, oh, that's wicked. Oh, uh, yeah, it was super cool. They they made all kinds <laughs> of crazy fun stuff there. Man, that's wild. Jeez. 
<laughs> see that's the fun kind of stuff about traveling though is you get to experience all these different things you know like uh yeah like we used to drink this under the counter stuff it had centipedes in it and i mean big centipedes huge ones oh, um, sometimes i've never seen put, one with centipede yeah sometimes they put oh it wasn't a tequila no this was uh i don't know what you'd classify Vodka? it as no it was more i'd say it's more leaning on the rum spectrum but they, they would mix it with all kinds of different things. It was just fermenting in this and put like tree bark and all kinds of stuff in there. It was, it was wild. That stuff though, you can't drink too much of it. Holy, it was, it was intense, but sometimes they put like scorpions and just crazy shit in it. Yeah, that was, that was fun though. So anytime the tourists would come visit, we'd, we'd pull out a bottle. <laughs> Cause I knew, the, knew one of the guys that owned the bar. And so, Oh my God, it was fun. <laughs> you said yeah. you did some uh, yard work this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was doing some yard work and had a had a minor incident with a neighbor. Yeah, but the, but the yard work was fun. I did some yard work this weekend too, and uh, one of the times I was pulling up some stuff and I saw this tiny little little grass snake, right? This oh, little shoot, baby. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. my wife's my wife's kid is like, "Hey, come here, come here, come here." It's like, "Cause what is it? It's a snake. Mm. I'm gonna throw it at you." <laughs> so I, I he didn't flinch. So I go, "Okay." I picked up the so snake and threw it at him. Oh shit! He still didn't fucking flinch. Said they're stone cold. Like oh. you're joking? No. That's crazy. I just threw a snake at you. They didn't. They thought it was a worm. Oh my god! Oh. And they were literally having a question back and forth, like, like worm, and I, you know, using translator, like figuring out, oh, what? no, no, this is a snake. And they said cobra. They go. No, it's not. Oh, and then there was the other word for worm. I was like, oh, cobra. Okay, yes, snake, but not a cobra, right? Yeah, it's just a, a grass snake, snake, you know? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> then I was, you know, holding it with its tail and taking pictures and like fucking nice. hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Fucking hilarious. <laughs> but I was like, this kid let me throw a fucking snake at him. And he didn't even flinch. He didn't fucking flinch. It's like, because you thought it was a worm. Okay, got it. Yeah, yeah. See, I told you I was going to throw a snake at you. Yeah, yeah. It's funny though, because actually a lot of kids would have flinched even if it was a worm. True. Stone <laughs> yeah, cold, true. man. Stone cold. That's crazy. Oh, yeah, man. he's a trooper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Be careful when he's a teenager, that one. All right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, he's my there. he's my Fortnite buddy though. We we got Fortnite oh, later tonight. Every Tuesday night, Fortnite. Oh, wicked, man. Yeah, yeah. See? <laughs> that's plus. And guess what tomorrow <laughs> is? What's tomorrow? May the fourth be with you. Oh, nice. <laughs> what, you what, don't celebrate? You don't no. celebrate May 4th? No. Yeah, I May the 4th even... be with you. May the 4th. <laughs> it's National Star Wars Day, man. Oh, shoot. You know, Fortnite has come back out with lightsabers. It just got released yeah. this morning, and we'll be able to, like, tonight, we're going to be chopping up people with lightsabers. Oh, that's North Vader that's apparently good. comes out tomorrow, too, or sometimes in that Oh, no day. way. Oh, Jeez. yeah, man. You're not going to believe this when I tell you, but I've never seen it. That's not even a joke. <laughs> uh, Sean, hold on, man. I got to go. I apologize. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no worries. Yeah, no, that's not a joke either. But uh, everyone's told me, like, you know, you got to watch it. You got to watch it. But uh, they're so long, man. I saw the, the length of them. I was like, oh, I don't have time for it. <laughs> so I guess maybe I should make time. If you're not into sci-fi, don't worry about it. Hmm. I mean, it's, right well, it's sometimes sci-fi. I have have moments where i like to watch something you know like most of the time i watch the comedy stuff like that action movies but uh you know this is i'm sure got action maybe some comedy i don't know but uh <laughs> <you're> like, <no. laughs> 
<laughs> my my wife, Bye, fine, man. Don't worry about it. She's big into stuff like that. Like she just, even, like, just go get a uh, shirt and tomorrow just go. May the fourth be with you. May the fourth be with you. <laughs> Jesus. That's clever though. Nice. <laughs> All right, I'll check that out. But that's awesome, man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I did get a question, but before we jump into that question, um, seen any posts, had any conversations oh, yeah, with yeah. people? Great. Okay, so I have yeah. not in anywhere right. in the detailing world, but I thought it was fucking hilarious. All right, hit me with it. And there was the quote, and I'll butcher the quote, but I'll get to it. Uh, now that I now that I've bought Twitter, it's time to look at Ford, because whoever said that a four door Mustang was a good idea needs to be fired. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Elon Musk! <laughs> like, <laughs> like, oh man! <laughs> <laughs> wow! Yeah, he's like, a, you know, okay. I love his posts, man. I love yeah, them. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> get it. You're the world's, you're the, the richest person alive. I get it. You're the fuck, like, more important than the president of the United States, probably. Yeah. Unfortunately. 100%. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, wow. man. That's yeah. what you can say when you got the most money in the world. Yeah, exactly. Now I bought this company. Let me, let me look at my competitor. I need to buy out my competitor because... Whoever the fuck made that vehicle? <laughs> that is just, like, <laughs> I'm going to buy the company just to fire you. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Imagine who that person is. Right. <laughs> Jesus. Is yeah. that guy in therapy for burnout? I wonder. Oh, <laughs> I have a feeling he is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice reference to the past. <laughs> yeah. Hey, did that podcast ever happen, by the way? Finally, and then we hey, did some, we, we did some stuff yesterday about it, and came okay. out really good. But we nice. also took some flack, and you know that is what it is. Yeah, that's it. Uh -huh. You're not doing anything right unless you're taking some flack too. You know, like it's yeah, I, I get it all the time. Yeah, you know, I remember when I first started Orbis X. You know, oh well, you know, it doesn't do anything that the other ones don't, and stuff like that. And now it does everything the other ones don't. So you know, shit happens. They just and there's some up. big release, right? Didn't you, you kept oh. teasing everybody like. I know. <laughs> yeah. Big, big release was uh, in-app calling with recording so they can uh, make calls and everything directly from the app and it gets recorded. So it's, it's really helpful, especially for bigger shops that, you know, if you've got like sales staff, things like that. Uh, so like there's a shop that we're working with in Sarasota, Florida. Um, they're huge. Uh, and like they're doing a million plus a month and uh, they've got a full, you know, set of sales staff. Excuse me. Actually, there must be something about Florida there because we've got a few members down there and they're just caking it. But uh, but anyways, their staff can make calls, gets recorded, saved to the client profile so that other staff members can reference those notes when calling back. Is it a way then that somebody could get a company phone number? Yeah. So you get a phone number with Twilio and then uh, basically you've got your Beautiful, number there. Right. Customers can that text the, that, you. And that's some of the most bullshit in, in running a business. Is yep. if somebody has direct access to your personal cell phone, hundred percent. The amount of things way, that you can get, the amount of bullshit that you can get, the amount of exactly. random questions that you get, like. Yep, and here's one of the cool things too with uh, going this route with Twilio is that you can get as many phone numbers as you want, and mm -hmm. the reason that's important is, let's say you're doing print ads and Google ads and Facebook and all this stuff, you can use a different number in each place so you can start to track where things are coming from. Right. So that's, that's helpful too. Cause sometimes it's, it's easy to track online stuff like, Oh, they clicked here, they went there, so on and so forth. But how do you track the phone? 
and so this way it, it helps with that side of things. So yeah, I was I was teasing people a little bit because uh, <laughs> I like to build up some anticipation, you know. And then, <laughs> but yeah, and it's that's one more thing that like none of the other apps have that I was surprised at because it it just seems like something that should have been there, you know. And uh, but anyway, it's there now. Once again, Orbis X for the win. But uh, <laughs> that's okay. I'll pat myself on the back. <laughs> yeah, so, no, it's yeah, it is cool. great, and I I say that literally from experience of what my wife's going through. Yeah. She's got two phones. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, she's got two numbers. She's wanting to cancel one, keep one like, or how do we mix them or how like, yeah. So wouldn't it be nice if she just had her cell phone and then she had an app that can do the calls and then it, it, you can even do the text messaging and you can do it right through the app as well. Like we've got this thing called chatterbox where it shows it's a text messaging app and it shows all your, the people that sent you messages, you click on it, send them back a message. How simple is that? You know? So yeah, yeah it's nice to have everything so, in one place, but that's business. And then your personal line is separate. And kudos to my wife. She made her last payment. And so we went uh, did a little celebration Amazing. dinner last night. Business is now all around. She's paid it completely Congrats. off to the former owner. And yeah, that's she's amazing, rocking. man. She's super Congrats. excited. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Extend my congratulations as well, please. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So now it's just onward and upward, man. Yeah. Then it's the rest of the stuff, finishing up everything with, but I know on her (laughs) side, it's, it's not called Orbis X. So, you know, but the CRM oxide. Yeah. Yeah. The CRM stuff, setting all that up because yeah, she's sitting there at night, sending out texts, trying to talk to people. And it's like, Oh, geez, we, yeah. we can definitely get this in a de- better way, you know? Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. It simplified things a lot. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That way it's all trackable too. And one mm-hmm. thing that helps with that, because I, I see a lot of the guys, they post in uh, groups and they're, you know, oh, I just use pen and paper. or Oh, I just use Google Calendar or something like that. And my biggest response to all of that is, I hope you never plan to sell your business because how can you ever show any kind of financial history to a potential buyer with that kind of system? Like you can't, you know... Oh, well, I can show you my uh, last three years of my Google calendar. <laughs> yeah, your valuation on Shark Tank, man. They're going to laugh you right off the stage. <laughs> oh, don't so even go that far. I mean, if they ever would make it to the point of selling it for any True. value, right? Like we, we, we always say in the industry, know your worth. Yeah, 100%. That's where one huge I mean, thing that's the amount of to- The amount of time that I see her spending doing this yeah where when if she use a software that's just use a software that just did all it for know your worth like absolutely i know that's where like right now orbis x is a hundred dollars a month but i'm going to be jumping that up to what it's actually worth which is 2.99 a month and then i'm going to go from there to 6.99 a month i know it's going to wipe out a lot of the guys that are like mobile on their own and stuff like that and they can't afford it but that's not my target market um, target market is shops that are growing and making serious cash because look at what you'd have to pay to hire somebody. We're talking, you know, you at least like three, $4,000 a month kind of thing. Um, but if this software can do a lot of what that staff member is doing, you know, like a salesperson or, you know, receptionist, whatever it is, uh, it's actually a lot of savings in comparison to that. So anyway, that's, that's going to be coming, but all the other guys, they're already locked into to their current price point. So lucky for the early adopters <laughs> the early bird gets the worm or the snake if you're close to marty <laughs> that. You never know that. But yeah yeah so so i know you got a phone call though from someone that uh had a question or something oh yeah 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 all right so let me let me kind of read that off for a little bit and uh we'll kind of dissect it 
um, because I thought it was, I thought it was, it was, it's an interesting, it's an interesting point of where he's at. But there's probably thousands of others that are in the same position where, mm. you know, Hey, I'm, I'm, my business is, is okay. I mean, I've got people that are calling. I've got people on the books. I, I'm, I'm actually, I, I seem to be growing. Okay. However, I'm, I'm chasing this model of perfect paint. Wow. Um, yeah. And <laughs> he says, you know, it, he can't hold it together anymore. The rain, it's just him by himself. He, he just, he can't do it. He's outgrowing his current capabilities. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. And <laughs> uh, let's see. Perfection for who? For him or for the customer? Uh, I, sometimes I get frustrated since. I, oh no, that no, didn't mean to read that part. I'm going to train. That was a message from my yeah. wife. No, I'm just kidding. No, huh? <laughs> no. I mean, just he said he'd reached out to some of the big dogs of the industry, and it seems like okay. they give half-ass advice and won't do it unless you've gone through their trainings. Okay. Um, so I guess the people just keep telling them to just hire people, you know, so I took the time to okay. had a phone call with him. Yeah. What he's trying to do is his, his dilemma is if somebody pays for a two-step, but it, not everything comes out of the two-step, he wants to perfect the paint so that it, uh, in case somebody else sees it. Um, okay. Or in case, you know, he quotes him a one step and gets a quote from somebody else that says, Oh, those scratches wouldn't come out. He didn't say that he could do it with that. Well, I can do it with that. And, right. So okay. there's two points of his problem. He not only was trying to perfect paint out of, going too far and doing too much and not mm -hmm. running the business properly, but also going too far because he was scared of what somebody else was going to say. Okay. So I kind of took it through that with him. He he's chasing perfection overall because that's what everybody else has done too. Right. That's, it's been a lot of my dilemma against the industry the past mm. years. As paint correction just grew, paint correction grew because ceramic coatings came out and the early ceramic coating companies told the industry and told detailers, in order to put on this coating, you have to correct the paint all the way to perfection because mm -hmm. it's going to last five years. And you, you can't have scratches in somebody's paint for five years. They're going to pay you $4,000, $6,000. And I get it. I understand it. And I, I completely agree with <laughs> if you're going to pay $6,000, you should have fucking perfect paint. Yeah. I agree. My pushback has always just been, well, that's not where it's going to end up. That's not where the industry will sustain itself. There's so much 100%. more volume in the people that <laughs> because I owned a car wash, and I know the industry doesn't like the idea of car washing. I just know the amount of volume and the amount of money 
that goes through those as well as then into the full service where we yeah. would add on stuff. And I mean, there's an incredible <laughs> massive amount of money. My, my shop and, is 20 minutes from my house, Marty. There's a gas station 30 seconds from my house and I own the shop, but I still take my Range Rover through the car wash sometimes. And <laughs> it's right there. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I still bring it to my shop too and whatever, but it's easy. So, so perfection never should have been something that we in the industry should have ever looked at because there was never a volume play in it. It was a volume yeah. play for these early ceramic coating companies because, because they could set this bar dollar. Yeah. Yep. They could set the bar since they were the early ones in, which mm. makes sense. And then they would capture the majority of the high price because their coating was extremely overpriced and still is. And now you have to be this elite person to get this extra. You have to spend extra money. I mean, I get the play from them mm -hmm. 100%. It's the way they should run their business. Is it the way that the rest of the industry and detailers should be operating their business? Boy, chasing perfection. Yeah. There, there's just, there's, it can only go so far. It just, it, you can't do it. And I didn't even get this far with this guy. And I'm, I appreciate, you know, I appreciate him considering me somebody that he should talk to. You know, I, mm. first of all, thank you. You know, I, but what's I kept asking him, what's your in game? What, what do you want out of your business? Well, I want success for my family and success for my life. You know, like, okay. But you can get that if well, you, well, no, it's you okay. Coatings. Well, yeah. then how does perfection of pain factor into? Well, yeah. How, th those dots don't line up. Yeah, the way that the early people, <clears throat> the early companies led so many people astray now doesn't line up with where we're at today. It just it doesn't. Yeah, you, you can't the perfection side seems to be satisfying the distributor and manufacturer, but it doesn't seem to be satisfying the customer necessarily. If the customer doesn't even know like, who are we trying to make happy here with the perfection. And that's, yeah. that's where I shared, I, you know, on, on the Pines Polish podcast and it's, he referenced it and I'm very grateful for it is <laughs> that was the exact same thing that he's starting to realize was what I realized mm. when I was leaving that company that I had previously done some business with. My customers didn't see it. Mm. I would spend, you, you want to play a detailer here and go, well, what like, Let's fucking yeah. roll back the clock. I can show you the videos. You can talk to the people. 12, 14, 16 hours of paint correction. Can you do it? Yeah, you can fucking do it. Can I do it? Yeah, I can fucking do it. There's a lot of people that should can you do, do it. it. <laughs> Just because you can do it. Should you do it? No, yeah. because my customers would get in their car and they go, man, looks great. Thanks so much. I always depend on you. Right. And then they're gone <laughs> and they're gone. He's experiencing the exact same thing. And he's starting to realize I'm, I'm chasing perfection. They are not appreciating it except that they're paying their bill, right? Like they're, they're appreciating it that way, but 
he's he's spending and he's put in so much of his own personal time. He's at that dilemma that I was at where I'm looking at my customer drive away happy, but zero appreciation for the extra time that I spent overnight mm-hmm. perfecting their paint. There, there wasn't a tip that could justify that, right? Yeah. A $50 tip doesn't justify it. I would almost say you got to double the price, right? But you can't, you can't ask the customer to double the price. So what are we really looking for? We're looking for some type of human to human connection that the amount of time that I spent on his car <laughs> made like, yeah, that's, the, that's some bullshit, five. lame, like, and I was there and I had to look at my customers as they drove away and I go, they don't value what I'm doing. I can't make them pay more. This makes no sense at all for me mm-hmm. to keep doing business this way. And that's why I think this guy was, and that's why I tried to help him get through. Like you can't keep chasing perfection. hundred percent. They don't value it's, it. It's also it, it a very difficult nothing. thing to scale. Well, yeah, but let's just think of know your worth, right? Know your fucking know your worth. I don't need to charge. I know my worth. They don't see it. Mm-hmm. So just because my eyes can see something that they can't, that doesn't that doesn't translate in business. It, it really like doesn't don't care. And so they're not buying perfection. They're buying the coding. As long as it's coded, looks shiny, they're happy. So why are you providing perfection or selling perfection? Yeah. And if, they, and if he didn't like don't push him, if he didn't push himself so hard on the perfection, could you get another car done? hundred percent, probably two or three. Yeah. yeah. Well, right. Well, let's start with one, right? Yeah. Like, could you get another car if done? You, do that one, you say that you're backed up yeah. and you say that you got these people that want your services. Well, if you just stop doing so much, and you go, oh, but I got to do what's for the customer. Great. How the customer fucking tell you what they see? Ask, what does a two-step mean? Manage expectations. I, I, yeah, I did this last week with a customer that, that, that brought a car in. He thought he needed something, mm-hmm. right? He said, I, I want this coating and, a, you know, our hyperclean tray. And, and I want, you know, because in the past, he's had some cars that weren't as good as this one. So he's like, and, and I want you to cut all those scratches, get, you know, just... I got to get it taken care of for my wife. Like, cool. Mm. Well, I get it washed, deconned, right? We used Fuego and the super cool videos. I love doing that, Thanks. right? Where yeah, yeah. Marks <laughs> and it's got that such a cool little look to it because it was a beautiful car. And then it, you, you spray Fuego on and let it sit and it just it starts all that bleeding. You go, oh shit, oh, man. Shit. A lot of yeah. shit on there. We used our <laughs> we I used our new strip soap that listen, you 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 can go straight into you go strip soap fuego. You can go straight into coating. It Damn. strips everything off the paint. Um, <laughs> uh, I love it. Right? Like, is there a scent with that one? No scent. Mm-mm. No shit. Okay. No scent. It's just a. It's a interesting, extremely that's... strong, yeah. cleaning soap. Right. That's why I know a for. big complaint from a lot of people is anytime they decon a car. They're like the whole shop smells and like, yeah, they feel like they need like respirators and shit. No, no, no. Okay. So on the soap, yeah, no fuego, the decon side, we've minimized that, right? There's part of technology of 
of removing iron from paint that there's so going to be can't. that little bit of smell. Yeah. But this is if you're outdoors and there's just a slight breeze, you won't smell anything, right? Like Amazing. outdoors, okay. no breeze. You might have a hint indoors. Yeah, you might have some of that, right? Like there's going to, but sure. you're going to know that this was completely different than what you used to use. Okay. Yeah. If you're using a, a decon that has a harsh smell, that's old technology. That's a company that hasn't updated to new technology and doesn't care about you. And they should have removed that, but they haven't. So you should switch over to Fuego because it's going to decon. You're going to use it on wheels and it has no harsh sense. It's very, very mild. Can you smell it? Amazing. Ah, you, you can have a hint. It's yeah. a hint. Like you said, some things can't be eliminated, but they can definitely be improved because like we, we've tested some products at the shop that, uh, oh man, like a, one, one spray of something and you can almost feel particles in your lungs. Like it's, it's crazy. There's been others that have been better, but we've tested a lot of stuff. And, uh, but yeah, that's something I've definitely heard from a lot of people is, uh, like that side of the, the coding process is something they don't like uh, because of those reasons. So, so that's, that's good to know that um, the Fuego, well, the combination there, the Fuego, the, what was the, the other one called? Does it have a name? Cleanse. Yeah. Cleanse? It's a okay, purifying beautiful. soap. It's a prep soap. Mm -hmm. Nice. All right. Good stuff. So, well, so yeah, I was able to bring his car in, get it, get it done. Uh, easy to do. And because I didn't see anything in the paint, Right, that that needed this heavy, heavy two-step, three-step, or even a heavy one-step. Mm -hmm. And I called the customer, said, "Hey, man, you you'd ask for X, Y, and Z. You don't really need it. I, I could do just a light polish on you. I just want to make sure that's all good with you. What you were really? Did you see any scratches that needed to be fixed? No, I didn't see any. Okay, then we don't need that." So I'm just going to do this for you. And dude, he was happy as can be. He didn't see it, right? Absolutely. Like, nobody that's what sees. The customer included in the conversation. And also they're coming to you because of your judgment. So doing the exact same process on every single car is redundant and unnecessary. Most of the time, you have to be able to assess the vehicle, say, what does this vehicle need? And then do that. And that's where you're going to come out ahead. You can charge the same price to the customers this is my price for doing, you know, the, the prep work and the coding. It's an all in one price. Some jobs you have to do a little more, other jobs you have to do a little less. And that's where it's going to balance out. But use your judgment, I think. And that's what you're supposed to have the experience for, right? <laughs> yeah. And I think my point of the story and point of it all was when you're chasing perfection, you're doing it for your own self. Mm. And, and it begins it to where he's at. <laughs> the rub that he's yeah. at is it's starting to now affect his business. Right. Like yeah. he's got a lot of stuff he can get to, but meaning get to he's he, you know, he's got a lot of customers ready. They, yeah. he's, he's got a, he's got a line of customers who, who doesn't want to be booked out, quote unquote, like have customers waiting, but then every business wants those around faster too, though. Well, uh, fuck you go outside of the service-based business. Everybody wants a line of customers. We all, 100%. right. You want a line of customers, right? Like I want a line of customers. Yeah. It's what we all want. So as a business, you got to figure out how you can reach those customers before they go find somebody else, to take care of their need. Well, that means, yeah, yeah you got to hire somebody. Well, to hire somebody, you, 
can't have them try to chase everything that you're chasing because 100%. all these line of customers don't see what you're seeing. So your business shouldn't be only around what your eyes see. That's true. Well, and that also is further to the point that he mentioned uh, of having a little bit of a fear of someone else kind of undercutting him in some way that comes into play too. The biggest way someone's going to undercut you is providing something faster. Uh, and I don't mean doing the job quicker necessarily, but I mean an, an available time slot because if the customer is ready to spend and they want it done tomorrow, if it could be done tomorrow, if you're like, wow, my next appointment's in three weeks in that three week time frame, they're going to be surfing online and they're going to be doing this and that. They might see somebody else's ad and it's like, Hey, book now we can get you in tomorrow. And they might be like, wow, geez, you know, that other guy's great, but fuck, this guy can do it tomorrow. So you can lose someone just based on time. So you have, like to I didn't see the scratches that you thought that you saw. And so he's going to be able to do it at a better rate. Customers happy because he didn't see what you see and he's yeah. paying a lesser rate. hundred percent. He's like, well, it's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. Take care of the customer. Uh-oh. Or you can ask the customer for three wishes. Um, so uh, it says my internet connection is unstable. Yeah, yeah. We froze out there for a second. That's yeah. where I go, uh-oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, well, we're back now. Good, good. So on the Orbisex booking form, there's a section for wishes. And it shows little, little genie. And it's like, if, you know, if we could grant you three wishes, Perfect. what would they be? And then they enter the wishes. It's kind of interactive too. When they click each box, it kind of explodes like a wish was just made. And then they can type in what it is, you know? Um, and it goes back to, that was our sales process from day one. Customer comes in, oh, you want to, you want a coding or you want a detailing PPF, whatever it happened to be. We ask them specifically, if I was a genie and I could give you three wishes, what would they be? And then they tell us, and then we tell them, great. Now that's our focus now. That's what we're going to, those three things, you want it to be shinier. You want that one scratch on the driver's door to be taken out. You want this and that. That's what we focus on. And then we spend less time, you know, we're not going to go do a three-step polish on the whole car. It's ridiculous. He didn't ask for that. He doesn't want that. doesn't care about it. We just prep the car, do the necessary work to actually prep it. And necessary work doesn't mean, you know, a manufacturer saying, well, every car has to get a three-step. If it doesn't need a three-step, we're not doing a three-step. You know what I mean? Like what if the manufacturer said, and every car needs to sit outside in direct sunlight for 15 minutes. Exactly. Not 14, not 16. Like, are you going to do that for every car? If it's not necessary, like if the, you got to use your judgment at some point, assess the vehicle, take a look at it and, and see what you need to do. And I definitely think a big part of that is talk to the customer because as Marty, as you said, the, the customer most times isn't looking at their vehicle the same way you're looking at it. You know, like it's, it's just the reality of things. Like we tend to look at vehicles a little more critically because we're in the industry and it's also our image that we're putting out there. Um, but, but yeah, so uh, one question is, he mentioned uh, other people told him about hiring. Is that part of his, like, did he mention part of his goal is to scale, to hire people, or is it just he's trying to manage the time he has with the jobs now? It's, he... I, I don't know the answer to that. Okay. Okay. I don't know the answer. I can't, I can't speak for him on that. I don't know. That Fair answer. enough. Yeah. So, well, knowing what we do know, so he, he wants success, happiness, time of family. Stuff that's like the only that. thing. That's what I was going to say. That's he didn't. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess we didn't get into the whole hiring part of it. Yeah. It, it, I mean, literally it's just from a business though. You, you could never hire, right? Like you can mm -hmm. never hire somebody to achieve this. 
You can't. Can. And so that's where one thing I would say is the focus should be less on perfection and more on generating as much of a nest egg right now, because you're not going to be able to have a, like a succession plan with this business. Like when you can't do the work physically, the business stops completely. So all those now, things. Nest egg doesn't mean a couple thousand dollars. No, it does not. <laughs> like we're talking high six figures or more. Like it's, that's it. I mean, it cost of everything's going up. You know, like if you're having trouble making ends meet and like when you have an income, imagine when you don't, you know, it's, it's going to be a lot different. <laughs> so yeah, you definitely need, need, need something there. And if you can't do the work. So my goal has always been to hire people to do jobs and get them doing it because you can always hire capable people, right? Might not be the same people. You're going to have problems to deal with hundred percent, but it's still not you having to do the work. So imagine when you're old and frail, what do you do? Like you can't go out and polish for 16 hours. You're just not going to be able to. What if you want to go on vacation? You break your wrist. Like who knows? A lot of variables can happen. That's why I think every part of a business plan should include hiring people at some point, even if it's just one person to take over as you get older. Um, and chasing perfection it might make that process really difficult, I think. Um, and uh, especially if finding someone else that shares your same views on what perfection is will be increasingly challenging. Um, but especially you're, you're possibly focused on the wrong side of your business if the customer is not even asking for perfection. If your customer is asking for perfection, we'll then charge perfection rates and that's fine. But I, I would... I would argue that most customers, like 98% of them aren't looking for that, you know? Yeah. But uh, I guess one other point to that would be if your goal is perfection, looking at the other side of it, then you should be happy as hell. But the fact that you're reaching out to people and asking them, there's obviously something broken in the process. And I think that you're not happy with the perfection side. So it just seems like that's the major holdup from your happiness actually is the perfection. Um, because if you were happy with that and you're like, well, I just love when a car comes out and it looks absolutely stunning. It's perfect. These are my babies. Well, then absolutely what you're right. But if his overall goal of success is, which is why I love this question. I think it's, it's a question that every single person should ask themselves. Mm -hmm. What do you want out of your business? What do yeah. you want out of it? Cause right, it needs to provide you something. Right. If, if it's just the a answer paycheck, is a anywhere. Yeah. If the answer is to provide a better life for my family, to like take care of my family, which was his answer, right? Like I want the best for yeah. my family. I, I want to provide for them. Great. Then you got to start that. You got <laughs> to yeah, start dividing up yeah. what will create the most success for him is providing mm -hmm. for his family. What will create yeah. the most Providing for your family, then yeah. is it achieving perfection or is it lowering those standards into just what the customer wants, keeping it at the value price for the customer? And it's not really a, about what you charge. And I know there's so many people that asked, well, what should I charge? It's not about that. It's really yeah. not about what you charge. It's about what the value of your customer is equal to what you want out of your business and how you define success and all your times where, you know, you still got to add all that stuff in, but is it all about achieving perfection that equals the success for your family having more? No, it means your business needs to grow 
In order for your business to grow, you, you need to have employees, bring employees to be there. They can't be trying to achieve perfection. They can't be trying to do multi-stage corrections and multi-stage coatings. It's not, those are the people that get burned out, right? Not 100%. the people that grow their business. That's true. And especially when a lot of times it's not needed. Like uh, yeah. a good one I always talk about is foam cannons. I know people love foam cannons and don't get me wrong. They're great for photo shoots and stuff like that. But uh, is a foam cannon necessary for every detailing job? Like when you're cleaning. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> Everybody thinks so, you know, and uh, oh, most people think so. And we, we use them on some jobs and some jobs we don't. It all depends. It's uh, it depends on the vehicle. Like some vehicles that are large, it's easier to do something like that. Some vehicles we just go straight in with our wash buckets. It, it it all depends, you know. So I think that if you can eliminate unnecessary steps for things, then then that helps. And it's it's a way you can scale your business, even if it means not scaling with employees, but just scaling for yourself, because you can get more hours out of yourself to take on more work provide more of that financial stability for down the road. So you can, you know, not just build up a nest egg, but also save a little bit. So you could go on vacation or buy an insurance plan so that if, you know, something happens to you physically and you can't do the work, you have that security blanket. Like there's, there's ways of achieving those things based on the bullet list that we have so far, which is, you know, take care of your family, be a provider. And uh, what was the other one, I guess. So like spend time with family or something going on. Whatever. Maybe it's not, Maybe you don't well, want to spend time with your family, <laughs> right? Like who the fuck knows? It doesn't matter. Like it doesn't always have to be about family. I mean, why are you in business? It doesn't have to always be about family. That's right? true. Like, I was referencing that guy's list, but I, I get it. I get it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So yeah. you had somebody, right? That messaged yeah, in with a question so, also. Yeah. We'll, we'll cover this one quick. Yeah. Someone did, uh, they messaged in and they were asking about how, how best to implement new services into your business. So um, at the moment, hey, let me pause. Sure. I say the family thing. Cause not everybody's got family, right? That's true. That's true. Yeah. 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 And some people's families are not bars, you know, so <laughs> that too. <laughs> so, anyway, go ahead. And some people just love the hustle, you know, like uh, some people just Bingo. love the grind. That's okay Bingo. too. Climb. Um, so like sometimes what you want to do your business is more business. You just mm-hmm. want to do it, but you like the client. Yeah, so, so the question I got was how best to integrate new services into your business. Um, so if you're a detailer, for example, how do you add on things like paint protection film or wraps or tinting, remote starters? Like how do you add on things into your business? Um, so that was the question. It was kind of just open-ended. Um, they're, they're currently a detailer right now. And I think they were asking me because they know what my shop uh, we, you know, started out detailing and then we've added tons of services on top of that. Um, and we did it relatively smoothly. Um, and so there's lots of ways you can approach it. Uh, from our side, what we did is we partnered with people that knew what they were doing, built up the volume. And so we subcontracted out once the volume was there and we knew, okay, this is viable. We learned what we could from seeing them operate in the shop and saw the pitfalls all right, so let's pause there. I'm glad you started that way because right. that's what I was going to say too. Yeah. But I think that the average listener will go, how do I do that? So mm. how do we go and approach somebody? Let's just go tent. Let's just yeah. start easy with tent. Well, right? you know what? That, that one's great because 
what we did is we did two at the same time, tint and windshields. And so what we did was the reason I'm mentioning that is because we got, uh, what we did is started just I made a page on our website and I went to some other websites and saw what they had written up about, you know, tinting services and they wrote up about windshield replacements. I added that to our website and just put a form where they could, you know, fill out their info, started to get quotes. Then I went to Google and I started calling some of the local shops. I just typed in, you know, windshield replacement, Ottawa, started calling some of the local guys, got a price from them. Every time we got a request, it was like, Oh, you know, I've got a, you know, 2013 Honda Accord. I want to get it tinted. All right, cool. I'd go call up one of the shops. I had made a list. I'd get a price for them. And some of them did mobile where they could actually come to our shop and do it there. And the other ones, we would just take the car there, get it tinted, bring it back to okay. our shop. Before yeah. you got to that point, you had to, you had to figure out how to talk to people, right? Like, right. You didn't just, maybe you did. Did you literally <laughs> just randomly find out stuff from Google so, or, or did you actually yeah. start then negotiating some terms with these people? Kept it really, really simple. Um, I messaged them and said, look, we have a shop down the road. Uh, I told them, I you said, negotiated we, some terms. Yeah. I said, we do detailing. I said, uh, we're looking to do some work swap. So if you have guys that do detailing, we can do the detail. You charge whatever you want on top. We'll give you sort of like a flat rate type thing. And then we'll do the same vice versa. So, I think that's the, that, that, that. I wonder if there's a lot. I it just I listen to this when you send it over, and then listen to it again as you talk, right? Like, yeah. I think that there's a lot of people that are scared to reach out to somebody else that has a business. Yeah. Like, well, what do you do when you have to buy something? I well, I guess most people do. Amazon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. Like, yeah. You, you you can you can reach out to other people, and maybe the email didn't get read. Maybe you pick up the phone. Maybe you drive over, right? Like, yeah. if this is something you want to add on, I'm I'm one hundred percent. I said the same thing in my as I had written down, trying to think through what to say to somebody. Yeah, you you if you want to add on tint, you first should subcontract it out. Hundred percent. But then that way people are gonna get people are gonna with go the sales process of it. See people are going to go, how? Yeah. How do this- I add on a subcontractor? Well, you start by sending emails and a phone call, but you probably should just go knock on that person's door. Hi, I'm so-and-so. As you said, I'm so-and-so from over here. How can we work out a exactly? And a they'll deal, be happy to do it. A wholesale they- deal. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. They'll be happy to do it. Uh, there, I talked to maybe twenty of them uh, through all the different services that we added, and now we do all of it in house. Uh, but we started out by using subcontractors, and every single person I talked to was excited. They were like, "This is awesome!" Because you're bringing them business. They're excited at the prospect of it, and then at the same time, they're also looking at it like, "Oh shit!" Because they probably didn't think about it either. Like, "Geez, I'm a tinting shop. Now I can add detailing." So then I would send them a blurb. I would always email them. I'd be like, what do you think? Hold on. Do you think first, this is, this would be interesting to toss back and forth. Sure. Should the relationship start? And there's no right answer to this. I don't think. That's why Mm -hmm. I think it'd be fun to toss back and forth. Should, should the relationship start with, Hey man, you know, you do tent, I do detail. If you got somebody to ask for detail when you're doing tent, 
you know, let's trade some business or just, Hey man, I'm just looking for a tent shop to send, not send, but to, to have somebody to do my, tent tents, my yeah. windows and then start tying yeah. that later of, Hey, you know, we've done two cars together. We've done three cars together. Um, what do you guys ever have anybody that asks for detail? How can we start to further this business along? Which, yeah. which direction would you go? There's like I so, said, no right or wrong answer. I, I think I would go with the second side, but I, what, what, what's yeah. your thing? So me, I always went with the first one, which is yeah, why that's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. Like that's what I was <laughs> thinking. So that's yeah. what I was like, hey, let's my, have a little different thought process. Yeah. My confidence level when, when like talking to people is next level. So like, and, and me, I don't know. I'll drive to someone's shop, whatever, just walk in. Hey, how you doing? Like I'm so-and-so this is what we're doing down the road. And, um, you know, there's a place that we just started working with now. So we're about to start offering uh, like trailer hitch installs and they're going to do all the, the work for us, subcontract it out. Um, so I, I went to see them and they were just down the road, drove in. I'm actually getting one put on my truck too. But um, when I went to see them, I, I was just like, hey, we got the shop down the road. They had heard of us before. So that helped. But I just start talking to them and say, this is what we're looking to do. But at the same time, we also want to offer detailing for you guys. I took a look at your website. I saw you guys don't do that. So this would be an opportunity for you guys to add another vertical niche without having to take on any of the liabilities of the detailing side. And we can even do it all at your shop or branded under your name. We'll pick up the cars and then, you know, customer never hears from us. So there's a way to approach it. And that's, that's just, that was kind of my spiel with everyone is just start out that way. Um, I tried to address, I guess, like with this, some of the concerns they may have, like, are you just going to try and take our customer base, stuff like that. So that's where I was heavy on the, you know, we can do this basically white label, like your customer will never know that the work is being done by us, you know? So that way it kind of alleviated those concerns. And then the whole thing was just like, look, try us out. But at the same time, we're going to start, you know, uh, buying from you guys. And I just need a price list of what you can offer us wholesale. And let's, let's do some business. Uh, people were mostly receptive. And I, I was just really confident in my ability to, you know, any objections they had, because I love selling. So I was like, it's just another sale for me. Just in it. It's not, it's not B2C. It's just B2B. That's all. So it's. But if, if yeah. somebody doesn't love selling. Then the second approach is probably better where you just become a customer, build up that trust. And then it's, you know, build up that relationship where it's like, okay, we've made a few sales now. It, it, definitely. That's a good way to go as well. There, now, like you said, there is no right or wrong answer. Yeah. They're both going to happen. It's just one, maybe a little delayed, but I can't even say that because a lot of the guys we started subcontracting to, they didn't send us work right away either. So some of them were waiting to see how it would pan out, mm -hmm. you know? So that's where there is no right or wrong here. I think it's more just what you feel comfortable doing. And I, I would say there's probably a lot more people comfortable with option two. Um, just from my experience of questions I've heard or posts I've seen with, uh, you know, people when it comes to sales and it, it's intimidating at times to <laughs> talk to another bit. I, I don't feel it, but I guess that's, you know, I guess. Got used to being told no. I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, if you don't like selling and proving, you know, through through that way, you 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 just handle your own issue. You've got somebody yeah. that wants tent. Okay. Yeah. Find somebody that can handle and have it a great value, and get your shit dialed in to where you got your customer taken care of. And then, if you think that yeah. that person has enough volume to where you can start recouping some of your expense back and maybe start yeah. a whole new leg of business and they start sending you stuff. Yeah. The best relationship would be both of you guys sending each other work, but 
you never know if that's going to happen. So at least start to True. get your <laughs> shit taken care of for the customers yeah. that you're missing out on. Yeah. Cause your whole goal is to increase your revenue in a different service. Yeah. So that's how to accomplish that. And I think too, that um, the one great thing about it is that a lot of these add on services have more costly investment to get started in comparison to detailing. A lot of guys that start out in detailing, I think have this question more on their brain than someone that does the opposite. Someone that starts off doing, you know, tinting, for example, they invested in the equipment, the training, whatever it is, they set up their facility. It's easier for them to put the pieces together and be like, Oh, while the car is here, we could detail it too. Let me just get an extractor and this and that. It's a little, I think easier for them. I don't see that question as often from other industries detailing. I see this question a lot. And I think it's because they got into detailing very low cost of entry. And then now it's like, Oh, I want to start doing PPF, but rolls of PPF are like $1,400. I got to get a plotter. I got to get trained on it. What is slip and tax solution? Like they got to figure out all these things. And then it's like, what happens if I screw up a car and I've got to now like throw out all this PPF and I just lost a pile of money. Like, you know, it's, it's a little easier to screw up those jobs than it is like an exterior. Well, the business you know is always I mean? a so, gamble, right? Yeah. It's always a gamble. It is. But you so got sometimes, yeah. You know? Some, well, no, sometimes the gamble is best to just let somebody else take care of Someone all those. Someone else take it. It's true. Yeah, absolutely. And especially in the beginning, so that you can see if there's volume for that. Cause you might want to add on a service because you saw some other shop in some other state, you know, Oh, they're, they're just crushing it. I've seen their Instagram posts. They're doing amazing. So inspirational, but maybe in your particular situation, maybe you can't sell it. Maybe people don't want to buy it. Maybe, you know, different things like here in Canada, for example, PPF is a lot more popular in some areas than ceramic coating because of the kind of weather that we have and the rock chips and stuff like that. However, Ceramic coating has been gaining in popularity because of its other properties. And so some people that are like, well, you know, I only have my car for like a year or two years. I'm really not concerned what happened with these rock chips down the road, but I want it to be easy to maintain, look shiny, you know, all these things. So it's, it's kind of one of those things where if you just dove head first into PPF, you might now find out like, oh shit, the market's changing. And a lot of people actually prefer just getting their car ceramic coated or vice versa, depending on your area. So going the subcontracting route and just put it on your website, start getting requests for it. The reality is if you get a quote request for something, it's up to you whether you want to take that job or not. So if you don't have someone that can do it or you can't find the right price or whatever, you're at least getting those feelers out there and getting a feel for the sales process uh, without having to make the investment of, you know, getting, buying rolls of PPF and getting the training and the plotter and all that stuff. Have someone else do that. They take on that liability. You'll learn about the other aspects of that new service that you've added before having to make that commitment. So it's, it's kind of a try before you buy, you know? Yeah. And then, uh, so, yeah, so that's what I'd recommend. And then, so, okay, that was the subcontractor route. The other route though, some people do is they just jump in. Well, what would you recommend for someone that's just like, I want to start offering tint. I'm just going to go for it. I wouldn't. <laughs> Like I would, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I would, I would start subcontracting because it almost doesn't make sense at all, right? Yeah, like, well, <laughs> yeah, I would, I would, I would start to make sure you had the volume to sustain it. Yeah, that that's a it's a it's a big question, and you go, yeah, but there's a lot of people doing PPF here. 
Okay, but or do you have the sales in place to to create this new leg of business for yourself? Because you're yeah. gonna have to start taking away from your current business. Your other yeah. one, exactly. current business is doing great. I get it's doing great, but if if you stepped away sixty percent of your time, how great is it? It's true. Yes. Yeah, should you make sure that you just keep selling and getting more and more sales so that you subcontract those sales out and you start making, you know, a couple thousand dollars and you didn't do a thing. Exactly. And then You're gonna make less profit. But, then you got some engine moving and you take those couple thousand dollars that you're don't go buy new shoes, don't go buy a new car, which a lot of us yeah. do. Go put it into hiring put it into building up this part of your business so that maybe you can take that time to go train and then the mm. two months that it's going to take to really figure out that you're doing the same quality that this person that you subcontracted out to i get it you're going to be great but it's going to take time so 100 some of that is your clutch to glass clutch to gas ratio while you're shifting right yeah. like it really is a lot of that in business. A new, a new, uh, you know, stream of income doesn't necessarily mean the stream opens up large. You, you got to work on creating that, you know, channel, right? You got to exactly. for the the feed to come into. So, at the same time, you got to have this feed coming in. So, there's some of that that you got to do some shifting on. And that doesn't necessarily mean that this one comes in 100. So, I wouldn't start. I would not. I would not jump out and start doing 10 on your own and go get training. Like you're going to need to go get training and you should to get PPF and everything. But I would subcontract it out as long as you can, as long as you can. Exactly. <laughs> until you go, 100%. dude, I'm, I'm, I've got so many PPFs that I've got $4,000 a month just in my 20% add on for having somebody else do the work. Because, mm -hmm. What business wouldn't love 20% margins? Zero no, headache and 20% margin? Headache? Yeah. Oh, my zero God. Zero headache and 20% margin. Yep, exactly. And that, that's where it makes the difference. And the only time you bring it in-house, like what we did, is when we realized that, okay, we have so much volume for it now that it doesn't make sense. It, it just didn't justify yeah. us subcontracting it out, especially when you start to realize there's other little type problems that you have to deal with, like, uh, for us, for example, we'd have, you know, a tint done and the guy would leave because we only in the beginning, we had, let's say one or two tints that day. He came, did them both and he left. Customer comes and they're like, oh, it's great. But uh, I noticed this, uh, this one little section here is doing this or something. And we'd be like, oh, no problem. We'll get that fixed up <laughs> to get the guy to come back. You know, it was like, it was a big ordeal. And we started to realize these are a lot of things we can handle ourselves. So it started out with him teaching us how to fix those minor imperfections. So we're like, okay, so then we were fixing those on the spot for the customer. And then we we're like, okay, but now we're getting the volume up. We're spending this much on this guy. It'll justify it. We have the volume consistently. Let's get our own plotter. Let's buy our own film and let's just play around with it. Let's learn. And then uh, we ended up actually bringing this guy in full time, uh, which was good. So that, that can also happen too. There's a lot of businesses that are out there. They can do great work, but they can't handle the business side of it. So if you're good at that aspect of it, you might find that some of these subcontractors will eventually just become your employees because a lot of them are looking for steady work as well. And they just, I just want to come in, do my tent, go home for the day and get paid. I don't want to have to talk to customers. I don't want to do any of that stuff. So that's where you can actually hire 
like some of these people can become employees and then now they work for you and they're going to get a steady paycheck. They get paid, they go home. Um, but for you, you just integrated them right into your business. Uh, but starting as a subcontractor. So that's, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a huge fan. I even put it in my book. I, I wrote about it like subcontracting all the way because there's hundreds of companies out there and there's so many that instead of taking on employees, employees come with a lot of stuff. Like I, I've got tons of employees and they, they, the headaches that come with hiring your own staff are plentiful, uh, worth it 100%. Okay. But to get to that point, we always start with, you know, casual workers or, you know, subcontractors and then build up from there because they're taking on a lot of the headache side of things away from the business. You're going to make less margins, but like you said, 20% margins with zero headaches. I'll take that any day of the week, 100%. And then look how fast using this process we just talked about, how fast, Marty, do you think you could add five new services to your business? A weekend? All you got to do is call some people, put up a couple of pages on your website. Now, all of a sudden, you're not just a detailer. Now you're offering detailing, windshield replacement, chip fix, paint protection film, wraps, tinting. Now you're going to look like this huge organization, this huge company, and you're getting customers coming in from everywhere. And guess what? All of those customers that come in for those other services, you can now upsell them your main service, which is your detailing. Doesn't that make more sense? That's how you wrap it all in together. So that's that's my advice. And every business out there, even this guy we talked about with the perfection, that's definitely something he could do. If he wants to keep chasing perfection, sure. Does he do tinting? Add tinting. Get a subcontractor. Now you can focus on chasing perfection, making that little bit extra from these subcontractors. So even if you close down for like, let's say you go to, you know, I don't know, you go to Cuba for a week or something. Well, you can close down for seven days. Your other stuff is still running and rolling. You're still making a little bit less, but you're still making. You come back and uh, business is still around. So, yeah, that's my my 15 cents. I love it, man. (laughs) Great advice. Great advice. Awesome. Thanks. Yeah. So I think we, I think we, you know, give some solid gems here. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. So this weekend, anyone that's only doing detailing needs to make a list of services that you think you could offer. Find five people and reach out to each of them. Uh, that's that's what I think you should do. Find five services, five people locally for each service, reach out to them and guaranteed by Monday, you're going to have three new services to add to your website. 100%. Yeah. Well, and Marty and I will only take 15% for our advice. That's our, that's our fee for it. <laughs> so, someone's got to buy the ranch water. <laughs> man, yeah, yeah. listen, man, that's, that's pretty tasty right there. Yeah? Oh, man. Yeah, that's trouble. That's trouble. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's tr- <laughs> Oh man, good stuff. All right, Marty. Well, as always, thanks for your time, man. This was good. I'm going to go pick up the kids from school, but uh, yeah, this was a great chat. This is going to be a good one. Uh, Anyone, if you're curious about the process again, we're going to get Marty to go over it real quick because I think he's got some really interesting products out right now. What's the the recommended three-step process that you would recommend? I'm not talking three-step polishing. I'm talking your fuego, the cleanse, the trays, like what, what, what would you recommend as the, the trifecta? Oh, gotcha. Yeah. 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 Uh, you nailed it. That's it. Beautiful. All right. Yeah. My, mem- my memory is cleanse here. and <laughs> then ceramic coating and a dose of tray. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Uh, you can clay bar if you need to, and you can polish if you need to, but fuego like the, and then cleanse. Yeah. So it's not a requirement. Plants. It's going to take away. <laughs> what? It's not a requirement. <laughs> what? Do you have to clay bar every car or is that a requirement? 
no, that was a joke. Eric Weiner, yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's a funny joke, but no, Fuego's going to take care of most of your iron decon, but if you got stuff deep in the paint and clear coat that's an older vehicle, sure, yeah, I definitely get it. recommend it 100%. You might have to clay, but you don't have to clay every vehicle, and you yep. don't have to polish every vehicle. So Exactly. Not in the pursuit of perfection. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, absolutely. Good stuff. All right. Well, thanks again, Marty. We'll see you next week, next Tuesday. Have a great week. And uh, everyone else, we'll catch you soon. Awesome. All right. See you.